Thumbs up, let's do this. Starting from zero. What does it actually take to start from zero and what does it not? What's a waste of time? What works? What doesn't? So many people are lost and confused and even disoriented about what it takes to get started online. And the truth is, it's very simple. Also, success rests in the dirty details. There's so many tiny things people get hung up on when they're starting something online. These tiny details are addressed in this podcast where you watch me mentor people over their shoulder directly based on their personal situation. So listen closely, listen to the whole episode, take in all the patterns, listen for the slow parts, listen for the fast parts, take in everything so you actually see what's required because there's things right now that you're currently missing, things that rest within the little parts of these episodes. Enjoy. So today I'm talking to Paulina. Paulina, where are you at in the world? I am in San Diego. Is that a good place for you? It always draws me back. It seems to be a good place. It's not the easiest place for me, but it's a good place to create. And what's your big goal for this podcast? To get insights about what part of my skill set is the most valuable. I have a lot of different skills and I like to play in those skills. Let me interrupt you for a second. I'm going to try something out. So I'm going to give you what I call the soul of business. It's three things. Are Mm -hmm. you in a place that you can write anything down by chance? Sure. So I want you to write this out. A customer, draw an arrow to a mechanism and then an arrow to a result. So the goal you mentioned is to find out what are your skills are most valuable. Mm -hmm. Of the three things you wrote down, what area would that question fall under? Probably the mechanism. Yes. So what mechanism could I use that's most valuable? Mm -hmm. That's a very good question to be asking. It's also a little bit limiting. But, you know, actually, I think where my block lies is the result, because I know all the mechanisms I have. It's like packaging it up and conveying it as something highly valuable in like an overly saturated market. Like, how do I say like this will make you money or this will change your life or this will change your business? Let's just try a hypothetical. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you met a freshly graduated female. She's 22 years old and she's graduated she's sitting in front of you and you ask her what her dream result is that she wants right now and she says you know i'd love to get a job in la Mm -hmm. how might you fulfill the mechanism on that result without being the expert yourself i'm not sure i understand yeah so this puts you in business owner territory instead of being a technician technicians are very good and gifted with mechanisms They're not really business owners because if they stop working, their income stops. You move to business owner category when you're able to make money without working. And you're able to make money without working when you stop fulfilling the mechanism yourself and outsource the mechanism. Okay. This is a huge bridge for me to gap. I've been doing everything. I've been doing way too much. And I mean, just to give you a little context, I do everything in my business. Well, I'm so happy to talk to you. Because most people aren't even able to say this is a big bridge. They just panic and shut down. So let's take some time to anchor this in. Okay. So you are not allowed to fulfill the mechanism. So you sit in front of this freshly female college graduate. She says, I really want to get a job in LA. How would you help her get that result or be responsible for her getting that? 
make connections to people who can help her with her website or resume or... Okay, let's stop. So you have customer and then mechanism and result written down, right? Underneath mechanism, write out hire expert. Okay. And then put underneath that, don't do myself. (laughs) Okay. And we may end up getting you into a business where you end up being the mechanism, but I really want this part of your brain to be built for now. Okay. So you would facilitate connections. What if you could actually find someone who could then facilitate the connections and you don't even have to do that? Like go even more meta. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I hear you and I actually can think of a couple of businesses that I know that do this. And I just like, I'm trying to wrap my head around like me being in that space. Exactly. If you can do this in 10 different spaces, you will have the soul of business down because the soul of business is a customer that uses a mechanism to get a result. Okay. So, you know, what you might also write down is customer wants results. So we use mechanism. Okay. Can you just give me an example of what this could look like? Yes. Let's do some. Let's look at a wedding photographer. Okay. That's a great example. (laughs) Are you a wedding photographer? My first business that I started was photography and I was very successful in it. So, you know, I can relate. Any reason you stopped? My health. Oh, Mm -hmm. and how's your health doing now? So, so. Okay. So are you able to do photography? Occasionally. It's more ancillary to everything else I do. You know, I taught wealth one day at the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. And I sat in front of him and I said, hey, you know, what do you guys want to be when you grow up? Rapper, basketball player. And I was like, oh, dear God, they're watching too much MTV. <laughs> and I said, so who would you rather be? Michael Jordan or the owner of the Chicago Bulls? And they're like, oh, Jordan, 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 Jordan. They all wanted to be the mechanism. Uh-huh. So you sure you don't want to be the owner? No, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Okay, well, uh-huh. if you broke your leg as Jordan, would you still get to play? Well, no. So would you still get paid? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, we wouldn't. Well, if you were the owner of the Bulls and your leg got broken, would you still get paid? And they're like, well, yeah, because the team could still play. Totally. And I was That's like, a great analogy. Yeah. Yes. Well, this came from my mentor. I, I pass it down to them. And I said, so who do you want to be? Jordan or the owner? They're like, owner, 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 <laughs> owner. And I was like, be careful. We don't want to kill any basketball players. They're like, well, no, no, we play basketball for fun. We'll be the owner. Okay. I'm getting ideas. <laughs> yes. So we are our television programs us to fulfill and be mechanism experts. Mm-hmm. But you know who we don't see are the owners of the TV networks because they're in the backgrounds privately printing all this money. So mm-hmm. owners primarily operate by finding a problem and then putting someone in place that can solve it. So Bill Gates. So let's go to the wedding photographer. What's a dream result that a wedding photographer wants? Happy clients, you know, more clients, great photos. That Um, sounds good to me. How about that? Yeah. So I love this. More clients that are happy ones because they don't probably like taking pictures of miserable brides and grooms. Mm -hmm. So more happy clients and really high quality photos. Yeah. So look look down at your list. You got customer, wedding photographer, Mm -hmm. and you've got dream result. More happy clients and high quality pictures. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in there have we talked about mechanism yet. So just take a breath and look at that. Mm-hmm. So like mechanism takes up like 95% of your mental space or something. We want to shift mechanism to take up like 5%. And the other 95 is who are you serving and what do they want? Awesome. Yeah. So this is why I love business because I can sit down with anybody and help them. So they want high quality photos. There are probably one to 10 different mechanisms we could sell them so they could have that result. Mm -hmm. 
One could be really dope people in the Philippines who master Photoshop, where they take all their pictures, upload them to Dropbox, and someone from the Philippines in three days turns around high quality photos. Mm -hmm. How's that sound for one idea, for one mechanism? Not super like aligned for me. (laughs) Why not? It's just for photography. I like connection and just, I don't know, more natural stuff. What if they touch it up naturally? And what if you're connected to the person in the Philippines, you know about their family? Mm -hmm. Sure. You're talking about like the post-processing. Yeah, (laughs) post-processing. Okay, sure. How does that sound? If you're connected to them, you know their quality of life. You're almost friends and they're doing very natural stuff. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, so what I just did there is I found out your objections and then we addressed them. This is selling. And now I have on my website post-processing photos in the most natural way at a fifth of the cost by finding the most talented people in the Philippines who you'll love so much that you'll share your photos of Christmas with. (laughs) Nice. So what I've just done, I'm using the soul of the spine, the spine or soul of business. We'll call it the spine. And we have customer mechanism result. And from there, that informs the marketing, that informs the sales page, that informs the entire business. And I am now in the business of wedding photographers and I don't know anything about it. Tell me what you're thinking about. I'm not sure. I think like... Tell me about your favorite skill set or expertise that people love paying for. Okay. Like intuitive branding. Well, people do love paying me for photography. That's just not what I love doing these days. But I can very easily see people's value and essence. It's kind of ironic because I'm having a hard time doing it for myself. But even if I've just met somebody, I can sit with them for a couple minutes I can see what lights them up, what their X factor is. You know, I can list off 10 ways that they can make money and how they can, you know, like brand strategy. My issue actually is getting people to pay me. If you'd like to get a free one-on-one with me and be on this show, you can find out details at startfromzero.com forward slash podcast. I'm very good at being generous and I'm very good at coaching others and telling people how to succeed. I'm really good at noticing details and optimizing anything. Websites, spaces, products, processes. See what's not working, how it can be better designed, how things can be more enjoyable, user experience. And I have no idea how to package all that up. And that's also what comes most naturally to me and what I want to do. What is that? Branding? Well, just basically like the essence and the user experience. And so this is what I'm saying is like, I want to trim the fat, right? I have a lot of things that I do and a lot of them seem unrelated, but I feel like there's a way to either integrate them all or to let go of some of them. And, you know, what you're saying now, and I'm getting some ideas is like, I shouldn't even be the mechanism, which doesn't necessarily feel aligned for me. You know, I'm a creator, I'm an artist, I'm a connector, I'm intuitive, I like collaborating, I like creating experiences and being in it. That'll be totally fine. And you'll Mm -hmm. start making a lot more money as the mechanism when you're more clear about the result. Right. Well, so the clients that I attract now can't afford me. And the clients that I know I could work with feel out of reach for me. And so I guess I'm just trying to bridge that gap. So when you said intuitive branding... So that would be an example of mechanism. What result does intuitive branding provide? Authentic representation of a company, of a brand, of what a business is offering, connection to your ideal audience, your ideal client, really reaching the people that need your service or your product. 
an authentic brand that actually connects to their target market and inspires them to do business with a brand. Yes. Now, why aren't you able to sell that? Well, because the people who are attracted to me are usually just starting up. They're usually in wellness or healing. So try this. The people I'm saying yes to don't have money to pay me. The people who feel aligned to me. But you're saying yes to them. You're saying yes to clients that can't pay you. You know, I'm not saying yes to clients that can't pay me. You know, I don't engage people and then they don't pay me. That's not the truth. I've adjusted my pricing. I've, you know, to what I truly think I'm worth. And it's still not a lot, but it's fair. And, you know, when I've offered proposals to people who I feel like are in a newer, more updated bracket and like of whatever client category I think I'm moving toward or want to be in, I haven't been able to close those sales. And I know that that is because I'm not bridging the gap. And I also know that, you know, a one woman creative agency maybe doesn't seem as credible as a 10 person creative agency that can pitch. No, no, you're fine there. I mean, you will blow up when you actually live in results. If you're not getting clients to pay you, you're probably stuck in the frequency and vibration of mechanism. Mm -hmm. Let me get you a brand. And they're over there not thinking about a brand. They're over there thinking about how to grow their business, how to sell more customers. So my buddy wants to sell yoga and he wants to do one-on-one yoga and he wants to charge, you know, four or 500 bucks a month or something like this for private yoga. And he's like, I want to sell people on the benefits of yoga. It's like, no, no. And you don't want to sell people on the benefits of brand. Right. It, it's no, everybody t- knows the benefits of yoga. <laughs> and yet some still don't do it. So mm-hmm. here's what I told him to do. This is around the new year. I said, listen, send out text messages to people and say, hey, just wishing you a early happy new year. Do you have any big goals for the new year? Let's say they're business owners. What are your revenue goals for next year? He said, well, you know, my revenue goal is, you know, $250,000. And he said, great. What was your revenue this year? And they're like, well, you know, it was 80,000. It's like, okay, you want to go from 80,000 to 250,000. You know, the best way to get there is to find the most engaging message that will connect with the largest group of people and inspire them to do business with you. The best way to do that is to find the thing that's irresistible about you and create a brand Mm -hmm. around it. Right. And that will help you go from 80 to 250. Mm -hmm. And now you can charge a lot more than probably what you're already charging Mm -hmm. because they want to go from 80 to 250. It's a whole different price conversation. And now you've talked and anchored into results. So with the yoga, what he did, he says, so what do you have any goals? He's like, oh, my goal is, you know, to spend more time with my family. He said, well, you know, I just so happened to be doing a one-on-one coaching program with yoga where I actually help people based on their goal, create a yoga curriculum. It will actually work on yoga poses to embody that goal in your body. So mm-hmm. it becomes an automatic expression. So the goal is more guaranteed to happen. Totally. I love that. That's how powerful it is to align to a result. That's when you start walking with wealth instead of always having it be out of reach. Yeah. And so this is a very difficult bridge because expert brain loves process. Customer loves result. Totally. So you're at a great time right now. You can go to everybody that has a business and ask them what their revenue goals are for the year. And since you're no longer just a brand expert, you are aligned to helping them reach the revenue goal. As soon as your brand is complete, you now introduce them 
to a very reputable digital marketer who can start helping them promote their brand. For years, people have asked me about a book, something simple that they could read that was completely comprehensive, that would help them learn how to start a business when they have no ideas, no money, no experience, no real expertise, when they're insecure, when they don't have confidence. How do you start from zero? How do you start a business when you don't even believe that you could actually help someone in the first place? It's all documented. There's now a path. It's a book. It's called Start From Zero, and you can pre-order it right now. Go to startfromzero.com and click on pre-order so you're first in line to read this remarkable book. There are over 15 different examples of employees, many who became millionaires in four years' time. It's absolutely possible, and you can do it when you get the right training. Go get that book right now at startfromzero.com and click on pre-order. Let's get back to the episode. That digital marketer pays you a referral fee, and now you're making some passive income for recommendations, and the customer is getting more of what they want, and you're making more money because you're no longer just worried about or obsessed with or consumed with just getting a brand. You're now aligned to helping them reach their dream result. Yeah, that's a relief. (laughs) What is? Just like the idea that I do my part you know, actually be in my zone of genius and then pass them to somebody, make some money and know that that's actually helping everybody. (laughs) And then this is why business can be very happy. Mm -hmm. So the big essence of this, you got the soul or spine of business. Underneath this, the foundation of it all, the linchpin is listening. Imagine how rough this conversation would have been if you're like, no, I want to do mechanism. And I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) But that's what we do to each other in more subtle ways. Yeah. So listen to your goal. Listen to your desire. When we were talking about the photography, you're like, I don't like this. Well, tell me what you don't like about it. Oh, the connection. And I want natural photos. I listened. I addressed it. Then you were interested. Mm -hmm. So now we've got this. You got the result. To have price be a conversation instead of a proposal. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So like you should talk about price with someone for like 15 minutes. Okay. So... You say, you know what? My pricing is different, you know, depending on what each client needs. So the thing with my pricing that I love is that we set it up to ensure the highest level of fairness and profitability for you, as opposed to Mm -hmm. just like what my highest fee would be. Right. And you're like, this is because I want to do such a good job for you that you're so pleased and you make so much money from this that you would love to refer me to your friends. And I'm like, damn, oh, this is good. Oh, I got to talk with this woman. This is great. Mm -hmm. And she's like, so tell me what you're looking for. You know, well, I need the brand. I need this and this. Okay, you need this and this and this. And you like get it all worked out. There's like four or five things. Like they need this logo. They need some sort of stationery, whatever it is. And you get it all written down. Okay, so all these things. And then so this will be the essential seed that goes out everywhere. Get this right. Have a good time. Get this wrong. Hate your business after a year. So I've got a number in mind for what I think this would be a profitable thing for you and a value. And it's also a happy number for me. And I just want to mention the number to you and maybe just see how you feel about it. Okay. And they're like, oh, great. So my happy number for this is $3,000. How does that sound to you? And then they answer. Right. But you see how it's a conversation. It's something done in person or on the phone. It's not something you send an email and then just like, yeah, don't send proposals and stuff if you can help it. Yeah. And I mean, if you really want to wrench this up, you just be like, you could offer them a free hour coaching session or a free 30 minutes coaching session. 
in the 30 minute coaching session, you basically just ask them questions that humiliates them. <laughs> I've been doing this all wrong. I've basically just been giving so much away and then they think they don't need me by the end of it. I mean, they totally do, but like, they're just sated, you know, they're like, oh, well, I can do all this, but they can't. Okay, so good. So try this out. Before we begin talking about this, before we begin talking about this, this is a professional process that requires a fee. This is a professional process that requires a fee. So in order to engage in this conversation, so in order to engage in this conversation, there is a lot to consider. There is a lot to consider. And my fee for this. And my fee for this is (laughs) (laughs) $3,000 or something. Yeah. So this could be a huge turning point for you, you know, but with my book coming out, I'm giving away like a lot of bonuses in it. And there was a point when I was giving away so many bonuses, I started to like not respect myself because I was giving so much. Mm-hmm. And then I realized how badly I wanted to be liked. Mm. And I was like, oh, and as soon as I saw that directly, I'm like, this is way too generous. Like, I'm not going to give it out. Like I was going to give out a development log that shows me and a software developer talking back and forth over 90 days. So people could see what it's actually looked like to build a software product from scratch. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you. (laughs) I was doing a meditation with like some light work with a coach of mine when that came through. I was like, oh, I want to be like so bad. So I give so much away. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. I mean, you know, for me, it's like, obviously there's a part of me that wants to be liked. And I also deeply and genuinely want to be of service. And I know that you can relate to that. And it's like, you know, I think my ultimate goal in all of this is to find a solution so that I can be financially secure and also continue to be generous with my services. But you know, I'm in a space right now where I'm not stable enough to be so generous. So I said a woman the other day, she said, Oh, so you can help me with all my tech problems. I said, I'd love to, but the opportunity cost of spending time with you there will detract from my greater mission and that would hurt the world. So I can't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've been learning those kinds of boundaries for a while. So this is how you would stop giving away so much. On the 30-minute console, it's like, well, let's talk about it. So you ask questions like, what's your brand slogan? What's your brand ethos here? What's this? And after 30 minutes, they're in so much pain because you've just created all this pain because you've asked these questions they don't have any answers to. And then at the height of that pain, you offer the proposal of clarity on this and a process so that they can feel confident expressing their business. They'll suddenly find money for you. Yeah, I just had a real aha moment. Tell me. So I have like a brand intake questionnaire form. And I usually only give it to paying clients. Like it's the first step in our working together. And it's very valuable. Like anybody who fills it out already is like, wow, like just so much clarity. It's worth a lot. Sometimes I give it away like an idiot. And I just realized that I can just use that in these calls because it's something that, you know, if you don't sit for an hour and work on it, even if you do, you don't have the answers. And most people just don't have the answers to these questions unless they have help. I can use that on these calls and it's amazing. put people on the spot. <laughs> yes. And you know, it's interesting when you said intuitive branding, like my mm-hmm. internal eyes rolled a little bit. I was like, oh, great. But then when you describe the result of an authentic mm-hmm. expression that connects with people and inspires them to purchase, I was no longer rolling my eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is like, I know a lot of people say, and they use these words. And I think it's a personal block too. It's like, when people don't know me and they haven't worked with me and they haven't experienced me, they don't know. And I feel self-conscious around that. That's beautiful to share. So how many like questions is the questionnaire 
15. Okay, so check it out. So I have a 15 point process to create a bulletproof brand. Now, I mean, I could probably refine it a bit. Well, no, 15 is good. You want like a 36 point process. Three, four, hold on, five, six. Yeah, it's like 20. Yeah, so I have a 20 point process on building a Mm -hmm. bulletproof brand. I find most business owners are actually secretly insecure about their branding. So what do you do for work, Paulina? And, you know, you say, well, you know, I find most business owners are actually secretly insecure about their brand. So I created a 20-point branding process to create a bulletproof, fully confident brand that people are inspired to connect with and do business with. And now all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, I don't care if you got 50 people, 10 persons, or one persons. I want what you have. And then they say something else. You say, well, you know, what we could do is we could do a 15-minute discovery call and see if you'd actually be a good fit for me to work with. And now you're in the power position because now you're seeing if they're going to be a good fit to work with you. So now you start saying, listen, I don't take on any client. I actually have a pretty strict process because I want to make sure that everybody gets really good results. So we could do a 15 to 30 minute discovery call and see if it would be a good fit for each other. And then you just slaughter them in the questions. Like, because if you ask me, like, what's your brand slogan? Here's an example. You say, I do intuitive branding. I'm like, wow, great. Wow, cool. And then you say, well, hey, Dane, what's your brand slogan? What's your brand values? What's your Mm -hmm. brand essence? And I'm like, oh, God, stuff. And you're like, yeah, you know, I on that real quick. And you can do it in like 72 hours or something. So I think you should lead with, you know, I find that people are secretly insecure about their brands. And then say, so I created a 20 point checklist to do a brand. And now, now people won't likely be rolling their eyes at you or being like, oh, wait, Melanie does brand. Especially when you say intuitive branding, it's like, I would prefer data-driven branding personally. Yeah. I mean, I do research, you know, part of the process for people, like I do research to learn about industry trends, you know, for their industry to see what other people are doing. And so that they're not just some outlier in their field, in their industry. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, this isn't just woo-woo. The intuitive part is because I can feel people, you know, whatever people might not believe this until they know me, but like, I see people. (laughs) Right. And, you know, so I help people. What's another word for intuitive? Use your feelings to come up with another word. Like you're looking at someone, you're seeing the missing pieces. You're helping them articulate the subtle energies of their brand. Essential. Oh, that's nice. Essence branding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We find the essence of your brand. That's the most compelling. Mm -hmm. Bring it to the world with a 20 point branding checklist that's backed by research and data. Yeah, I like essence. I'll think about that a bit. I do something called essence branding, where we mm-hmm. find the most attractive part of your essential nature of your brand and bring it to the world using a 20-point brand checklist that's backed by research and data. And now three grand seems, and especially if you're going to take me from 80 to 250,000, you know, you should be able to get $10,000 packages. Yeah. You know, I started in New York City at a $6 billion hedge fund. <laughs> I'm not just pulling things out of my ass. Well, you know, before I was working for a $6 billion hedge fund, I decided that, like, you work that all in. People aren't going to look at you the same way. That'd be good. So tell me what you've learned on this call. I really have to focus on the results and you helped me see what that is. And Mm -hmm. I really like just the idea that I don't always have to be the mechanism. I liked when you said that the expert brain loves process and the customer loves result. Because (laughs) even, even though I know results are what people buy, it can be really easy to slip back into talking about the process. Mm Mm-hmm oh, I really like having a conversation around price rather than proposals and also passing them to somebody else who's an expert 
rather than like feeling the burden of getting them all of the results because that feels just so beneficial to everybody and like just paying it forward and it just feels like a relief. It sounds like you are set up to fly. Thank you. How does it feel for you? It feels good. I think what I'm most excited about is to take this questionnaire that I feel like I've just been, I don't know if wasting is the right word, but I've just been like giving it away and it feels like I'm just throwing money at people in some way. And I I feel like I can just really make a lot of money on that because it's this thing I've created. It's like something that's just sitting there waiting to help me. Beautiful. Great work today. Thank you so much. So listen, if you'd like to offer feedback on this episode, we would treasure that. Let us know what you want more of and what you want less of for the show. And we'll make sure we try to incorporate that. You can email the feedback to hello at startfromzero.com. Just put feedback in the subject line. Now, if you'd like to build a $20,000 per month business minimum, I've got a friend who actually does this every single month. Some months he makes as much as $87,000 in a month. I asked him about it and he told me, man, if I can do this, anybody can do it. So we've turned this into a fully comprehensive course that you can take to learn how to quickly build a $20,000 per month business. If you'd like information on that, you can go to startfromzero.com and on the homepage, you'll find a link to it. Now, if you've been struggling to take action, if you really feel there's more for your life, but you know you're going to need to take action to do it, but taking action is so difficult, you just can't seem to get yourself to do it. We have a wonderful free tool. You can find it at startfromzero.com forward slash DJP. And if you go there within 20 minutes of applying the process, you'll find yourself wanting to play the game, wanting to step in the game, and wanting to take action. I use DJP for myself all the time with things like figuring out revenue models, figuring out lead capture systems, figuring out how to hire someone. If I'm ever stuck with a difficult action, I'll actually apply DJP because what it does is it wakes up a deeper intuition, a deeper wisdom, so we can actually do something really cool instead of stay stuck. So that's it. Please rate the show. Please subscribe and go on and listen to the next episode. Let's do this.